What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in this video I'm gonna be going through my top waiver wire targets heading into week nine of the NFL season. So talking about around five players at each position, you know, some positions I may go a little over, other positions may go a little under, but that's the general target goal. While you guys are watching, if you have any fantasy questions, it doesn't have to be waiver wire related. If you drop those down below, I'll be getting back to every single person. And then if you guys do enjoy the content or you're leaving a comment, just do me a huge favor and hit that like button. It really does help me out a ton. But let's jump into the running back position. And I'm gonna start it off here with Khalil Herbert. He has actually dipped under that 50% ownership threshold. Oh, I didn't mention that either. Um, these are gonna be players who are available in 50% or more leagues using the ESPN waiver wire to get those numbers. So Khalil Herbert right now is owned in 47.8% of leagues. And he actually led the Bears in both carries and rushing yards here against the Cowboys. 16 carries, 99 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Now the Bears have already come out and basically said that they're gonna be going with a hot hand approach. They think they have two very strong running backs in David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, and it's basically going to be a committee moving forward. Now I don't think Khalil Herbert is startable You know when both these guys are healthy, at least at this point, just because when we're looking at the workloads, they're splitting the carries pretty heavily but Khalil Herbert is not getting the receiving work. We're seeing that go, you know, basically entirely to David Montgomery. So I don't think he's startable right now. Now, hypothetically, if they have some great matchups against really poor, you know, rushing defenses, I think then we could look at him in that spot. But right now he is a really, really strong handcuff with the opportunity to continue to kind of pull away in this role because Montgomery has been solid. But I mean, just on the ground, Khalil Herbert has been the far more efficient runner. So I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to earn more and more opportunities. So definitely someone who needs to be rostered in over 50% of leagues. Then we have Rashad White here owned in 21% of leagues. We go through this every week. Fournette's handcuff gets some weekly you know, opportunities. Could potentially continue to eat into Fournette's workload. But right now he is just a handcuff. Then we have Kenyon Drake, who is owned in 18.4% of leagues. And we're not sure if Gus Edwards is going to be ready to play in week nine. It seems like he's going to be questionable for that game. His injury right now isn't serious, but that doesn't mean he won't miss a week or two. So if Gus Edwards is unable to play, I think Kenyon Drake becomes a solid start. We saw him fill in very well after Gus Edwards left. Seven carries, 62 yards on the ground, then added four receptions and a receiving touchdown. So someone who should be owned because he will be startable if Gus Edwards is out. Then we have Latavius Murray, who is owned in 32.6% of leagues. And this is a full-on committee between him and Melvin Gordon, but he still was able to log 14 carries for 46 rushing yards and a touchdown in London against the Jaguars. I don't think he's someone you love starting on a week-to-week -week basis, but he has potential touchdown upside. You know, they're splitting the goal line opportunities pretty evenly. So I think he's someone who has the potential to be like a desperate weekly flex play. So maybe you have some of your starting running backs on bye. You need someone to throw into that RB2 spot. I think Murray could be a decent pickup as someone who can give you starting value, you know, if he hits a touchdown in a specific game. And then the fifth player on the graphic here, Alexander Madison, owned in 20.4% of leagues, just the straight up Dalvin Cook handcuff. I do believe he got into the end zone today, but not someone you're gonna be starting you know, on a week to week basis. And then just two honorable mentions here. The first one is gonna be Isaiah Pacheco, owned in 24.7% of leagues, part of this Chiefs three-headed committee. And then we have James Cook, who is owned in 25.7% of leagues. I think he's definitely also worth a pickup right now. He's the clear number two for the Bills. He has definitely jumped Zach Moss. Obviously, they spent solid draft capital on him, so they must 
you know, have some plans for him in the future. And right now he just has very solid handcuff value. And then maybe I should just throw a shout out to the Rams backfield. So we basically saw Ronnie Rivers come in here and take over Darrell Henderson's job. You know, they basically just don't want to roll with Henderson. I don't think any of these running backs here are overly talented, but it's clear they don't want Henderson to be the guy. So I think Ronnie Rivers could be worth a pickup. Even leading the backfield didn't do anything fantasy-wise. But then you also have Kyron Williams potentially coming into the fold. I was pretty in on Kyron Williams as a prospect until his athleticism numbers came out, and they were pretty rough, especially for such, you know, like a small frame to running back. Coming off of some ankle surgeries, I believe... I don't know if I love any of these running backs. I think it's going to be gross. But if you're in deeper leagues like Ronnie Rivers, Kyron Williams, these guys could be worth pickups, you know, moving forward. And now moving over to the wide receiver position, going to start it off by talking about Rondell Moore, who is someone that I had actually listed as like a startable option the last few weeks, really kind of disappointed. Then right after I, you know, bump him down to a sit, he goes off eight targets, seven receptions, 92 receiving yards, and a touchdown. He ran routes on 52 of Kyler Murray's 53 dropbacks. So the opportunities are there. If they can keep utilizing him the way they did in this game, could definitely be someone who's, you know, a flex option on a week-to-week basis. Then we have Wondell Robinson owned in 34.9% of leagues. Had to take a little bit of a step back here on Wondell. I was very high on him, still am very high on him, but I thought this could be a massive breakout week for him against the Seahawks. It didn't happen. Only targeted three times, two receptions for 15 yards, still at an 85% route participation, which is solid. If he continues to get that number of routes, he's going to be involved. I think he's going to have some solid games here. So I'm not, you know, fading Wandell because of one down game. Then we have Michael Gallup, who just dipped below the 50% threshold. He is only owned in 49.6% of leagues. And through five weeks, he's been pretty disappointing. So I guess I understand why people are starting to release him. 10.4 points is the most points he has put up through five weeks. But I honestly feel like this is kind of to be expected. Remember, he's coming off of that ACL tear. So we can't be expecting him to come in here and, you know, start balling out within the first five weeks. I think he was always going to be a second half of the season play. So I do think he's someone who can be a startable option probably last six, seven games of the season. Now, it would be nice to see him, you know, get it rolling a little bit. He didn't have a bad game against the Bears, so maybe it's coming. But I do think he's definitely worth rostering because I think the production is only going to improve. Because once again, we have to remember, you can't just come in off the ACL and start balling out. That is very, very rare. The next wide receiver is going to be Elijah Moore, who is owned in 49.3% of leagues. And I know what you guys are thinking. I was a big Elijah Moore guy coming into the season. Um, you know, I was kind of holding on till the very end. This is not me thinking he's worth a pickup if he stays on the Jets. This is purely for trade upside. I don't know what's going on here with this Jets offense. You know, the team is very talented in general, but they're kind of in a rough spot here offensively. You have Elijah Moore who wants to trade. You have Zach Wilson who just had an atrocious performance. I mean, like two of the worst interceptions I've seen where he's just like needs to throw it away and is like throwing it away inbounds at a defender. It's rough. It's very clear Elijah Moore does not want to play for this offense. It's clear that they don't even really want him playing on this offense. He barely ran any routes, was barely out there. So if Elijah Moore gets traded, his value could absolutely skyrocket. You send this dude to the Packers to play with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be a starting option on a week-to-week basis. I do believe he has the talent you know, for that to come true. So if he stays with the Jets, I'm out. You know, He's probably not going to be doing anything this season. But if they trade him, that's when he's going to become, you know, a potential solid waiver wire pickup. 
And then the last wide receiver on the graphic here, Joshua Palmer, owned in 25.3% of leagues. He'll be operating as the wide receiver two with Mike Williams out. And I do think he could be a weekly flex option. And then some honorable mentions to Devin Duvernay, who had a nice game without Rashad Bateman. He never has the volume, but he's just been managing to kind of come through with touchdowns. So not sure if I, you know, would love to rely on it, but definitely someone worth a shout out. And then we have the Colts wide receivers. I was someone who favored Pierce coming into this game. I know a lot of other people in the comments were, you know, favoring Paris Campbell. They thought he was the better option. Turns out, you know, neither of them were the go-to play this week. I think both of them are still, you know, worth looking at. Personally, I still prefer Pierce, but you know, whatever guy you like could be worth a pickup. Now, moving over to the quarterback position, this was one of the positions where I didn't go with five options. I just went with two strong waiver wire pickups. I would have thrown Jimmy G on here, but he has a buy. So I figured if you're streaming, you're not going to be picking up some dude on a buy. But starting it off here with Justin Fields, he is owned in 26.2% of leagues. I'm guessing that is going to jump after this week. He looked very, very good against the Cowboys, not only on a fantasy level, but like real life NFL. This is a very, very tough defense. And Justin Fields looked solid, especially when you're considering the supporting cast he's working with. The dude put up 26 fantasy points. He had another really strong rushing day. They continue to get him involved on the ground. He had a goal line carry, led to his rushing touchdown, also added 60 yards on the ground, and then put up solid passing numbers. He's never going to have crazy passing volume, but as long as he can be semi-efficient, throw a touchdown or two through the air, he's going to be solid. I think he's honestly approaching like consistent start territory moving forward. He is definitely gearing up to that. Maybe one more game, he's probably going to be a locked-in weekly start. And then the other quarterback is Jared Goff, owned in 42.6% of leagues, had a really strong bounce back after finally getting, you know, his stud weapons back. Amon Ra, DeAndre Swift, 18.6 fantasy points, probably had a better overall day than that, you know, point number uh, kind of suggests. They did have the running backs get into the end zone. So he threw for 321 passing yards, a passing touchdown. So I think he's going to continue to be a weekly top 12 fringe play. And then I guess an honorable mention to Deshaun Watson, who if you can roster a second quarterback and maybe your QB1 isn't great, he's someone you could be picking up here. Now moving over to the tight end position, honestly, once again, some really strong streaming options. It's normally not the case, but I mean, I feel like the last few weeks, the uh, tight end streamers have been very solid. And we've got to start it off here with Greg Dulcich, who is owned in 34% of leagues. This guy is going to be a strong start moving forward. He had a 91% route participation against the Jaguars. That is elite. I mean, even for a wide receiver, for a tight end, that is fantastic usage. In his three NFL games, he has 12.4 points, 11.1 points, and 12.7. And he only has one touchdown. So it's not like he, you know, scored a touchdown in three straight weeks, just getting carried by the touchdowns. He's seeing volume, the usage is there. I mean, Russ even missed him like wide open down the field and he was still giving you 12.7 points. So someone who needs to be owned, especially if you need a tight end, like he's a guy who could just be a set it and forget it rest of season. I do think that is in the range of outcomes here. Then we have Isaiah Likely, who's gonna be more of a, uh, you know, a week to week option, only owned in 1.7% of leagues, but we saw Andrews leave the Buccaneers game with an injury. I believe his knees messed up, shoulders a little messed up. So if he misses any time, I think likely would be a solid tight end start. He definitely flashed in the preseason. He flashed with Andrews out, seven targets, six receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown against the Buccaneers. Then we have Evan Ingram, who I talk about every single week, continues to have solid route participation, owned in 32.2% of leagues, had his best game of the season fantasy-wise. 
four receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. I think he's going to continue to be a weekly, you know, fringe top 12 play. And then the final tight end here, we've got my guy Tyler Conklin owned in 16.2% of leagues may have revitalized his uh, fantasy production here. If you guys have been here since the beginning, Tyler Conklin was someone that I was kind of talking about after week one. I got a few, you know, solid streaming weeks out of him week two, week three, week four, when he was seeing solid volume. I thought he had kind of, you know, fallen off. He was splitting opportunities with CJ Ozama, but a nice resurgence here. We saw his route participation uptick back up to 77%, and he made the most of the opportunities. 10 targets, six receptions, 79 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Now, it's going to be tough to trust any of these pass catchers in a Zach Wilson-led offense. If they somehow go to a quarterback change, I don't know how likely that is, but if they you know, bring back Flacco, keep this route participation at around 80%, Conklin can be a very solid weekly start. And then moving over to the final position, we have the defenses. Honestly, not a great week for streaming defenses. Some weeks are strong, others are not. This is definitely one of those down weeks. So not a ton of great options. I think one option that is strong is the Bengals owned in 37.5% of leagues going up against the Panthers. We saw the Panthers have a big offensive day. I don't think that's something we can count on moving forward. Then we have the Vikings owned in 9.8% of leagues going up against the Commanders. Chiefs owned in 6.1% of leagues going up against the Titans. Dolphins owned in 42.7% of leagues going up against the Bears. And then wrapping it up, the Saints owned in 46.8% of leagues going up against the Ravens. Now, normally you're not trying to start a defense against the Ravens, but with their weapons banged up, Andrews, Gus Edwards, Rashad Bateman, all seemingly, you know, going to be questionable heading into week nine. That's when the Saints defense could become a viable play. But that is going to wrap it up for my top waiver wire targets. Like I said at the top, any questions, drop those down below. Leave a like, subscribe to the channel. I'll be posting my top trade targets and my sell high players uh, later today. So go check those out. I think they're going to be coming out a little earlier than they normally do. So maybe they're up right now when you're watching this. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.